0: Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots that we make in order to keep moving forward. But this week, my friends, is a little bit different. I'm going to give you a little bit of info so that you know what to expect. A huge hello and welcome back to the TGIT Thank goodness it's Thursday, solo episodes. They will not be out every week, but you can expect these episodes to drop at least once a month as a fun update and look into the life of yours truly, me, the host of The Safe Haven. This week, I jump into surviving a brutal head cold and my experience getting a COVID-19 test. I'm gonna fill you in on what a TGIT episode is, where they went and why they're back. I also allude to many lessons that I've learned over the last year and a half podcasting, and those are lessons I already look forward to sharing with you in future TGIT episodes. There are some updates and things to look forward to as the safe haven grows, so buckle up. But before we jump into this recording, I want to acknowledge something important. I share my experience getting a COVID-19 test in a very, very candid way. I recognize that COVID is not fun, getting the test isn't funny, and that the reality of COVID has been devastating for millions of people worldwide. I know people who have had COVID and people who have lost friends and family members to this novel virus. My heart aches for you, and I mean no disrespect with my recount of my test experience. I simply had to find something to laugh about during that time. So without further ado, here we are. Welcome back to the TGIT. Thank goodness it's Thursday solo episodes. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Happy Monday. Happy Thursday. Happy Friday. What day are you listening to this? I'm not sure. Typically, a recording will go out on a Monday, but if you've been following along with the safe haven for a while... I did have mini segments called TGITs, which have traditionally come out on a Thursday. T-G-I-T, thank goodness, it's Thursday. So if you're getting this on Thursday, happy Thursday. If it's Friday, happy Friday. And like I said, if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I hope you're having a great day. My name is Amanda, and I host the Safe Haven Podcast. And there's been some questioning about, Amanda, like when are the TGITs going to come back? Are you ever going to do that? Are they gone forever? Guess what? What? I'm actually considering bringing them back. First off, if I sound a little different or if I sound like I'm choking on some sort of mucus or phlegm, I probably am. Uh, Last week was a week, and I actually thought it would be a bit funny if I could come on with that nasally voice and sound like I did last week during my week of all weeks and tell you about how it went. So last Tuesday... (laughs) I had taken on a supply teaching day at a school, obviously, in this district. Surprise, I also teach high school. I don't just podcast full time. (laughs) So I went over and I was teaching over there. Had a fabulous day, but went 0 to 100 in the world of nasal congestion around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so FYI, duh, we're obviously in a global pandemic. So being sick during this time sucks, and you try it, not that you try and hide it, but People freak, right? I don't want to be part of the freak. So I said to my principal as I was leaving, who is honestly one of the best principals I could ever ask for, I said, Hey, just a heads up. Clearly, I can't hide this congestion. It went from zero to 100 mid afternoon today. My Wednesdays allow me to work from home. That's my plan. If I can have this TOC. So TOC stands for teacher on call. If you're from Ontario or other places in the world, sometimes it's a CRT. If you're in Australia, casual relief teacher, a supply teacher, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. It's a teacher to cover me for the afternoon. So I was able to work from home on the Wednesday morning. No problem. He's like, yeah, you sound awful. Definitely we will have so-and-so come in to cover you on Wednesday. I hope you're feeling better. Stay in touch. Before I left the school, I went on to the BC website and I did a self-assessment and it had said to me, you're fine. Basically keep to yourself, you know, you don't need a COVID test. So I was a bit relieved then, but then I got home and it continued to escalate. And I overall, I really, I I felt okay. I still had lots of energy, still had an appetite, didn't have a fever, didn't have this really key COVID symptoms. But again, when you're sick of any kind during a global pandemic, it's extra scary. So the Wednesday morning, I woke up, lots of energy, ready to eat as per usual. And because I was up before seven, I thought, maybe I'll call and actually talk to a nurse. So I'll do this self-assessment again, see what it says, and then if I have to talk to someone and actually iron this out, so be it. I called this lovely nurse and spoke to her about this. And I said, well, of course I'm answering yes to a headache because my head is full of snot. Or yes, I'm answering yes to a cough because can you not hear the phlegm in my head? And she said, yeah, I understand. But you know what, Amanda, as a teacher, I would highly recommend that you just go and get a test. So I went and got a test. But it wasn't that easy (laughs) to start with. Obviously, you know, when you get sick and you're a little bit fragile because you're just a little bit tired. And of course, then this pandemic fatigue is real. So then I have that as a cherry on top. So the good news being the clinic is very close to here. So I went there, I hit the little buzzer, and I waited for a nurse to come out. And I had said, you know, in the little beep, beep, buzzy thing, I said, hey, I'm here for a COVID test. And she said, oh, is it an emergency? And I said, well, I don't think so. Obviously, again, I was so congested last week. It was awful. So she's like, yeah, I'll send someone out. So a couple of minutes later, a nurse comes out and she's got a sticky note. And she says to me, you know, this community is so small. We we don't really take walk-in COVID test patients. I'm sorry if it's an emergency, I can take you in, but... Otherwise, you're going to have to drive to one of these other locations. At minimum is an hour and a half away. At maximum is two and a half hours away, which I know where all these places are anyway. And so I've uh, already had emotion in my head. But then I like really started to feel it well up in my eyes because I thought I can't like, no, I can't take an entire day just to drive to get a COVID test and not work. I have Zoom calls lined up. I have meetings with students. I'm working from home. I've got emails stacked in the inbox. Please help me out. So I kind of turned away just to catch my breath. And I looked back and I said, There's nothing we can do. Like, I, I actually can't have a COVID test here. And she said, Again, protocol is we are to recommend people that they go to an actual registered testing facility. However, if you're in emergency, we can bring you in. So I said, Well, I did speak to a nurse and she suggested that I get one, being a teacher. I, I don't really know what to do. And I said, I'm going to feel like an asshole if I come in here. And someone falls or is in an accident or breaks a bone or something like that and actually needs the COVID test. And I'm the butthead that's, you know, down in the room with the sheets drawn and I'm just awaiting a COVID test that is probably just going to tell me it's a head cold. But, 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 I digress. I was doing my due diligence. You know, you're sick. It presents in so many different ways. I wanted to be sure. Plus the fact that I couldn't now return to work without one well, guys, I need the income. I love my job. So this was a priority for me. So I said to her, you know what? It's quiet now. I'm going to come in. She said, yep, I don't blame you. She said, again, I'm just doing my end of this work and I appreciate your patience. So there was lots of love going around there. Uh, I felt quite supported after we'd had this discussion and obviously better that I didn't have to take an entire day to drive around to a test facility And kudos to all of the staff there because, I mean, they're going on with a lot of things. Everyone's a little bit extra on edge. So the fact that she was as sweet about welcoming me in and I didn't feel so much like an asshole going in because I wasn't an emergency case, I believe I was doing the right thing. So I get in and I'm, again, I I love to read and I kind of knew, standard, you'd have to wait a little while. So, of course, I brought my book. Uh, I had about an hour to read and wait. They did all of the things. She'd even said, she's like, yeah, you sound really congested. You sound terrible. The doctor's not going to be here until nine. Are you happy to wait an hour? I said, absolutely. So I sat in there, twiddled my thumbs, read my book. I couldn't even make a call because there's some firewall thing. I don't even know if that's the correct word, but I couldn't call out anybody. <laughs> so I just sat there and read my book and I sent a, a text to a couple of people so that they were aware of what I was up to. And so I'm going to pause there for a moment because this is kind of a moment that made me smile that morning. So I have this family chat with my sister and my parents and my sisters, my sisters got four kids. Uh, the two middle ones are twins and one of them needed a surgery at SickKids about two weeks ago and needed a COVID test in order to be admitted into SickKids. So she is one of the bravest, toughest kids I've ever ever met in my life and apparently didn't flinch during the covid test. Now I recognize that a lot of how this swab thing goes into your head has to do with congestion, yes, and anatomy too, you know, like how how narrow are your sinuses? Anyway, how straight are they? Are they curvy, bendy, all the things? So this this twin did not flinch. Okay. So then the following Monday, Allison's updating us. Allison's my sister. She was updating us in the family chat and she said that she had called in on Monday morning to let the school secretary know that her other two girls weren't going to be coming to school that day because they had runny noses. This lovely secretary calls back and says, Hey, Al, I don't know if you know the latest protocols here, but the only way that these two can return to school is if they A, have a negative COVID test, B, have a note from a physician saying that they're safe to return, or C, they are home for ten days. <laughs> well, clearly Alison, with four children and one of them's under a year old, was like, not. Nah, they're getting a COVID test because you know she's she's a she's a busy mom. So she takes the kids in on Tuesday, booked them in for a test, and I guess the back and forth was well. If Aaliyah didn't flinch, these two are going to be fine too. I'm sure of it. And the nurse kind of said to her, "I think you're going to want to hold them." Alison's like, nah, they're fine." And then nurse said, "No." Al, I think you're really gonna want to hold them. She's like, "No, nah, Leah had one last week. They'll be fine." She says, "No, Al, um, please come and hold the girls." So she did, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then Allison actually opted to have one too. She's like, "Well, if they have, if they've got it, I've got it. I might as well have one too." So she had one, and then updated us in the family chat and said it was horrific. And again, we recognize the privilege that comes with the ability to walk in and just get a test like that. So. Allison, thank you for the updates. It was a little bit of a warning, but here I am a week later sitting in the room and I had updated my family that I was going in. So this lovely doctor walks in and he's really sweet and he said, Let's get real, guys. I'm pretty candid too. So we had quite a conversation and I told him about Allison's kids and how that had gone. And so he says to me, Well, obviously it's no secret that it's a bit uncomfortable, but what's going to happen is, and he pulls this thing out that is as long as a pen and he grips it at the end and he says this is going to have to go into your head to my fingertips excellent great yep just put it in so he says what side of your face is the least congested and I said at this point my left perfect so you're going to put the weight of your head in my hand and he's got this massive hand that he puts out and he says rest your head back do your best not to flinch just relax it'll be all of three seconds okay here we go so he sticks this thing into my head. If you haven't had a COVID test, lucky you. It sticks this thing in my head and doesn't make it to his fingertips and has to pull it out and it's bent. And he says, oh, unfortunately, the left side of your face is really congested. We're going to have to go in the right. At this point, my eyes are streaming tears. And I'm like, that was awful. He said, I know. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to go in the right. I said, let's go. Get it over and done with. And he goes. And it's a full one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Three Mississippi. I don't know if that has to do again with the anatomy or the congestion in my head last week, but it was awful. (laughs) So he pulls it out and I had to laugh a bit. He did a throat swab too for strep just to be sure. And my sister has one of the best senses of humor. And she had said in the family chat, Amanda, you can't go through a global pandemic without getting a COVID test. It's like a bucket list item. Yeah. Okay. Al, thanks for the heads up. So I had it. And of course, she was my first call as I left. I was like, that was awful she's like I know have you blown your nose yet no so I blew my nose obviously and it was just this bloody mucus sorry if that is really gross to anyone but that's my reality (laughs) so I went home and I was explaining to people that had asked you know how you feeling that I felt like the core of my head if my head had a core like a cantaloupe which sometimes I feel like it does the inside of that was just kind of achy so that was it last week the Thursday I really fell under the weather Uh, But the good news being that I actually, in fact, had my test results back that morning. If you are a teacher and you're listening, you know the chaos that goes with setting up a day when you're off. It's tough. (laughs) There are days where you'd almost rather go in sick than create a day plan. Well, my day plan that I had to do for the Thursday included someone driving a group of girls up and over a mountain pass and having, um, it was actually a very cool day, to be honest, but the logistics that go with that were a bit wild. It ended up being great. My principal's lovely. He suggested that I just, even though I had the negative results, rest up, take the Friday. I'll see you next week. So thank you so much to that principal. That was that. So last week was a bit chaotic over here in addition to all the chaos that is my life, but... I also figured that this was a great opportunity to just share something that's been going on in my life and to bring full circle what a TGIT was and what it's going to continue to be. If you are new to the safe haven, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. I just felt like I needed to get out that if I sound a little bit different, this is why before I actually progressed into into my little handwritten notes here that I've got. So why did the safe haven have TGITs and where did they go why did they disappear all of the things so I had actually introduced the TGITs I think it was in the middle of 2019 so I started the podcast in May of 2019 and then as it progressed I was traveling a lot I was in the UK I was in Bali I was traveling across Canada driving I was just doing all kinds of wild things and people had been asking well are you going to update us? And I thought, oh, this is actually a really cool way to update people on what's going on in the life of Amanda Lytle. And people were loving it. So here we go. <laughs> I figured, you know, if people are going to listen to this and connect with some of the content that I'm sharing, buckle up, guys. It's, it's coming back. But then after a little while, I had signed with Frequency Podcast Network, who is the network that I'm currently on. You should check them out. Links in notes. After I started to dive into that and I was producing some stronger content and then I got into teaching full time, having the TGITs, I just found like I didn't I wasn't traveling as often. It was like, so this week I taught a couple days a week and I got groceries and I ran some errands and I saw my family and like boring. Nah, You don't need to hear about that. I figured it would be way better if I could really keep it quality over quantity. So really just pump them out when I've got things going on. I also figured it'd be a cool way to share things that I'm currently working through, revelations that I've had, books that I'm reading, podcasts that I'm listening to, things that I am experiencing real time. I thought that that would be a cool thing to kind of bring back. Now more than ever, we're connecting to community and we're connecting to community in an audio format via podcasts or YouTube or whatever your, your preference, the radio, of course, and Instagram. Obviously, there's other things. I'm not so young as the snapchatters in my classrooms. But I recognize that TikTok is a thing, but people are connecting, they're craving relatability and community and connection. And so these spaces create that, and I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit deeper. So the reason that I'd pulled back, obviously that was obvious, it was just a little bit much, but why I thought they should come back now more than ever is we are on a full year of the global pandemic, which I feel like has become a swear word, but here we are. And I'm currently working through a lot on my own. I've got a lot of really cool and exciting things happening, but I've also been working through a lot mentally and emotionally. And that relatability, again, I have a podcast where I interview people and we talk about the things that life has thrown at them that has forced people to pivot. What was it that kept them moving forward? Why? How? All of the things. I listen with intention. I listen with natural love and curiosity, and I just propel the conversation that way. And it's turned into a really beautiful space. So I wanted to also create a space with the TGITs where you can ask questions, ask away, reach out via Instagram at the safe haven podcast, send me an email, the at gmail.com. Because the cool thing is, is as I started to share that the safe haven was going to start pumping back out some TGITs when there was enough content to be shared, people were like, oh yeah, what's up? Mailbag style stuff. We can't wait to ask you questions. Another thing that I wanted to talk about just in this quick, hey, what's up, I'm back, TGIT, little mini episode release type thing. I also wanted to let you know that there have been a lot of learnings and a lot of really intentional steps that I've been trying to take with the safe haven. We all make mistakes (laughs) and I am learning about the importance of accountability when it comes to making mistakes. But what I'm also learning in this process is that if you're able to acknowledge and be held accountable and hold yourself accountable to mistakes that you've made, that is such self-awareness. If you are thinking about things that you've said, things that you've posted, conversations that you've had, things that you've recorded in my case, and it has you self-reflecting, that is such a pivot to do better, to move forward, and to grow. I've been really embracing that. And of course, I've had some really cringy moments, but here we are. Again, this is another space for me to, to share the things that I'm learning deep diving into this and and navigating and having really interesting conversations with influencers that I follow that are so highly educated and super articulate in these really, really important matters when I'm striving and working really intentionally on creating an inclusive space for everyone. So it's not just lingo. It's inclusive language, and that's another thing that I'm currently working really hard on. Another thing that I'm putting some intention behind in the podcast is accessibility, image descriptions, and even putting in some subtitles or those little captions with things that I have posted. That is something that really excites me as well, as well as transcriptions of podcast recordings so that people that are a part of the deaf community or can't hear are able to read the content. And that's another thing that I've been super intentional about. Of course this takes time, but just so that you're aware, that is where my heart is right now, is just creating this safe haven, which is a space for everyone. So if you have any questions about this, you have anything that you want to hear about, learn about, throw at me as to something that maybe I have done wrong or can do better, I am all over that. Please, please, please bring it forward. I would be happy and I would crave being held accountable for creating this space. So yes, please. I'm going to keep it there. There is where it's going to end for today. I will point you in the direction of the Instagram page so that if you haven't followed along, you're able to. It's at the Safe Haven Podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to reach out, If you feel like you have a story to share, a pivot point, actually, maybe I'm going to pause there because this is also where I wanted to share some intentions about going into 2021 with the safe haven. There were some big shifts you're going to notice too, if you've been an avid listener, the length of the average episode has shrunk quite a bit. It's almost in half. And the reason being is that we really wanted to focus on the length of the episode for listener consumption, which is a fancy word to say how much of an episode are people listening to in the first listen? So they turn on your podcast, how much are they listening to before they have to turn it off and come back to finish later? And the stats were telling us that people were listening to about a half an hour in the first listen. And of course, yeah, coming back after, but if I could keep my episodes under a half an hour, then obviously the listener consumption was going to be a higher percent. Makes sense. So that was an intention. Also focusing on, The pivot points in people's life where life has thrown a challenge their way and they have had to pivot in order to keep moving forward. How did they keep moving forward? What were their lessons that they learned? A misconception, which I have communicated in the past of the safe haven, is that it's a bunch of sob stories. And I heard someone say that, I don't want to listen to a bunch of sob stories. Um, Correction, it's so much more than that. I like to believe that if anything, this podcast is starting really crucial conversations outside of the ones that we're having in this space. People are connecting to the guests. The listeners are even reaching out to the guests. I acknowledge you. I hear you. I stand with you. Or this is what I've been dealing with on my own. Now I don't feel as isolated or as alone in this space. Thank you. Creating connection, creating community, and establishing trust. So by encouraging vulnerability and by networking with intention, I feel like there's so much value in this space. And I hope that you're finding the same thing. Okay, so then back to it. (laughs) So I've said if you're into Instagram or you have it, definitely do that. I kind of suck at using Twitter, but I'm trying really hard. That's just at the safe haven pod on Twitter if you're a Twitter fan. And other than that, I I typically keep on with the Instagram. That's kind of my little nest. That's where I hang out. So come and jump in. If there is ever a time where you listen to an episode and you're super keen on something that someone has said, I highly encourage you to reach out and ask the guest a question or tell them how much they've impacted your life or what you pulled away from it. That also creates connection and community, which I love. That is all for today, my friends. I love and appreciate every single one of you listening. Thank you so much so much for being with me. If there is any way that you could help or would be interested in helping, this is when I can ask from the bottom of my heart, whatever you are listening to this episode on, if you can leave a rating or a review, that helps this podcast grow in ways that I can hardly explain. I don't even give a shit about algorithms and all of that stuff. It's more just creating credibility. So if you have a bunch of ratings that are five stars and you have a bunch of really great reviews, people are going to be like, oh, this podcast actually holds value. This is this must be good. And they're more likely to listen and to follow along. So if you're into this and you haven't left a rating, a juicy five star, I like to call them, or have written a review, it'll take you a couple seconds and it would mean the world to me I personally find it easiest on Apple Podcasts. that's like I guess the real standard that's where I personally listen to podcasts I know other people listen on Spotify or other podcast apps that's mine I think that there's other ways that you can leave ratings and reviews on other things but I feel like the majority of the world has an iPhone so if you have an iPhone you have that cute little purple icon it's got circles and a little eye in the middle that okay thank you thank you I love you. I hope you're having a great week. There's your first reintro to the world of the TGITs. Have a great weekend.